Blog Talk Radio. Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Friday afternoon? Hope everybody had a great week and your day is going great. All right, man, we got a good show planned for you today. We got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. And let's see what else we got. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we got to talk about here, man, especially with this witness blower mess going on. You know, the more it goes on, the more stuff comes out, and the more it begins to stink, man. I mean, really, it it really begins to stink in more ways than one. Not just the obvious way, but it's just a whole lot of stuff going on here with this that we 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 need we gonna have to talk about. Okay, um, we got the Amber Geiger um, verdict that came in. You know, she was sentenced to ten years. But there seems to be an issue with some things that happened um, at the sentencing that we're going to talk about as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. The dumb lady that jumped in the lion's enclosure, you know, exhibit. You know, she's, I don't know what's wrong with her, but we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Okay, so those are some of the things we're going to be talking about. And, of course, your comments, as always, will be appreciated. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say on some of this stuff. Um, which should be fun, <laughs> which really should be fun. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, welcome to the show. Glad you can hang out with me today. Um, that's going to get the song out of the song of the day out the way. Maybe one or two songs of the day. I don't know yet. We'll see. All right. Here's Cameo Man with the skin. I'm in. Enjoy.
Американская фирма Transceptor Technology приступила к производству компьютеров «Персональный спутник».
snap with that, bust the back, in this thing called rap.
let you know Just prepare yourself and be ready to go And I hope this message stays in your mind Cause you almost lost a girl who was right on time Here's one more thing that you got to know Just cool it down stay in control Right there, plus, man, that's what I'm talking about right there. You didn't get one. You didn't get two. You got three songs of the day. That's right. You got three of them. And you have some cameo and the skin on the end. Then you have snapping power. I know some of y'all know about that one right there. You may be a little bit too young for, oh, yeah. Then, of course, I know a lot of you know about old new edition and cool it now. All right. So, anyway, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there today? Hope you're having a great day. Okay, I got to get my mic fixed. I had too much mess going on in my ears then. All right, so, anyway, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. And, uh, yeah, buddy, we got something for you today. Man, we have a lot to talk about, a whole lot. We got the, 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 the Bohem, Jones, James, or, yeah, the Amber Geiger trial. Yeah, Boham Jean, that's his name. Yeah. 
Anyway, we got that trial. You know, she was convicted, sentenced to 10 years. But there was some controversy in, 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 in um, there was a little controversy going on there. So we got to talk about that a little bit. And then we got gone and finished with this uh, uh, whistleblower, this whistleblower complaint. Because, you know, this whistleblower complaint stuff, man, I tell you, it's a whole lot of stuff going on. And it, it really smells bad. It, it really does. But at the same time, what people are forgetting is, you know, this can open up not just a, a Pandora's box for one group of people. This can do some damage to a whole lot of individuals. I mean, a whole lot of individuals. And once we get to talking about it, you're going to see. Because if all these so-called investigations were to happen, oh, my goodness, whew, man, there's some names that going to be thrown out there, and it's not going to be pretty. It's not. But anyway, before we get to talking about that, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is call in at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And as always, we highly encourage you to call in or, you know, text or uh, whatever, however you have ways of communicating with me. Let me know what you're thinking about the topics we're talking about. If you have any opinions, comments, what have you, let me know. Hey, if my sister acting up, let me know that too. <laughs> you know, that always, always helps. You know what I mean? So anyway, with all that being said, you know, let's get on with the get on. Let's get on with the get on. You know why? Because I am Mr. Talking. You're listening to Let's Go Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so check this out. You know, I was going to do this 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 part of it last, but I'm going to go on and get it on out there. Let's about the Amber Geiger thing real quickly. I don't know how quick it's going to be because some of y'all, y'all really, really got upset about um, some of the things that happened in that um at the end of that, that 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 trial, when the judge came down and hugged, you know, the, the defendant, and the uh, brother said he forgave forgave her, and black people lost their mind. Black people really lost their mind. You know, why is he hugging her? Why is he saying he forgive her? You know, and of course you had the religious sector. You know, they're yelling. Hey, that's what he's supposed to do. You know, that's that's what a good Christian does. That's what a good uh, person does. Well, okay. I can actually see both sides of it. Um, and it's really interesting to, to say, at least I, I can see both sides of, of, of the argument. But, of course, you know, me being me, I have to give you my side of it because I, I look at things a little differently, I think, than a lot of people do. Um, and sometimes it's just being devil's advocate, and sometimes it's just that's the way I feel. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, in this instance, this is the way I feel about it. I'm not trying to be a devil's advocate, but I'm just looking at it from a whole total different perspective than most people um, are because as humans, sometimes we let our emotions uh, get the best of us. We really do. 
especially black folk, when things do, do not happen the way we think they should, you know, we immediately go into defense mode or attack mode. Um, is that a flaw? Not necessarily. I wouldn't say it's a flaw. But it is it sometimes it's detrimental to our existence. It, it really is. Um, now, I know that the pro-blacks out there are like, no, it's not like that. You know, she, he shouldn't have been, been been hugging and saying he forgive. We always forgive, but they don't never forgive us. Well, you know, that's not for us to decide. Honestly, it's not. It, it's not for us to decide. Who forgives us and and who don't? Who does and who doesn't forgive us? I, I'm just going to say it like that. You know, at the end of every show, at the end of every show, I have a saying. And, you know, in this instance, I think what the young man did was was a, a, a prime uh, example of what I say. You know, forgive with an open heart. But make sure you're forgiving yourself first. I say that at the end of every show. I, I do. If you've been listening any amount of time, you know that is what I say. And I truly believe that that is what this young man did when he hugged, when he said, I forgive you. You know, it wasn't for her. It, it really wasn't. It really wasn't for her. It was for him. That way he would not be walking around holding all this hate in his heart. Like a lot of individuals do. You know, there's a lot of people that that only thing they saw was what they saw on television. And now they walk around with a whole bunch of hate and, and, and what have you all in their heart. You know, why? Why? You know, and not at her. At the young man because he said he forgave her. Yeah. Now, what kind of sense did that make? Does that make? That makes no sense whatsoever. None. But that's what it, what, what what people are doing. But this young man is so grounded. This young man is so understanding of what he needs to do to free his heart, that he's had the strength and the courage to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And even his mom echoed what I'm saying. Uh, She said, what he did today was remarkable. And he did it all on his own. What Brad did was to cleanse his heart towards Amber. She said, I do not want it to be misconstrued as a complete forgiveness of everybody. Then she went on to say that uh, she's not ready for forgiveness. That's what she said. When when they asked her before the trial, she said, I- I'm not ready for forgiveness. But now she says she's getting closer to it. You know, after the trial, she says she's getting closer to it. But for that young man, 18 years old, I think he was 18. Yeah, 18. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, that, that is what I, I want you to, to, to understand. 
That is all I want you to know. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you have forgiven with an open and clean heart. Now, if you're just going to say, I forgive you, and you're going to hold it and hold it in and, and what have you, then it don't say it. But for him to say it, then get up and go and give that lady a hug? Man, that spoke volumes. And black people need to get over themselves. They really, the, the ones that they cry, the why that, they need to get over themselves. Because there was more going on in that one little moment than they could ever figure out right now. Because they're not there yet. They are not in that realm yet of self-healing or to even understand what happened. Now, I know a lot of you probably out there disagree with me. I know a lot of you probably, you know, uh, he talking crazy. I'm not, well, I mean, that's just the way I feel about it because that's the way I saw it. That's the way I saw it. Now, it, you know, for all you so-called religious fanatics out there, you know, that, that you know, you so holy or whatever, and you, you can't understand you can't understand this forgiveness thing and i don't know maybe you need to go and re- reevaluate what you what 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 are your beliefs and, and what are you thinking it's, it's, you know and it's it's very disturbing and why we always because god that what god said we should do Give your debtors as we forgive those, right? Now I know I said there ain't no debtor. Okay, I never said I was a Bible, you know, prophet, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it does mention forgiveness. So the next time someone walk up to you, now that's if you you know you really want to get into this conversation because. A lot of people are not going to understand what you say if you say it, like I say it. They're not going to understand. You know, I've seen, you know, oh, my goodness. I've seen memes where they didn't call the judge a coon and call the kid a coon. And why we got to do this and why black people always got to do that. So, black people, why we always got to walk around mad? With our butts on our shoulder. I mean, walk around with hate, tearing up things is not going is not going to bring this young man back. It's not. You know, the memory of him would always live in his brothers, his moms, his family's um, heart. So hating that young lady, I mean, yes, yeah, she was wrong. She was wrong. Now I'm not saying she went wrong, so yeah, she was she was dead wrong, and you know the ten year sentence in itself was like I, I'm not to, to me the ten year sentence was like a slap in the face. It, it really really was to me because I expected her to get more. You know the prosecution actually asked for 28 years. Yeah, they asked for 28 years.
But the jury came back and gave her 10. Yeah. But let's talk about something else as well. Let's talk about the judge um, and her hug. You know, exactly. Exactly. Coho said, the very essence of love is the ability to forgive. How can we love God and not forgive? Exactly. Thank you for that. Um, let's talk about the judge, you know, which was a black woman, <laughs> which was a black woman. And she hugged um, Geiger, the female Geiger. She gave her a hug and gave her a Bible. Yes, she did. And once again, black people lost their mind. Oh, my God. How could she do it? A whole lot of people lost their mind. <clears throat> about that. I mean, man, you had experts, the so-called legal experts, just going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Saying the hugs were not only rare but inappropriate. She has indicated an affinity or sympathy for the defendant. This could cause conflict if Geiger files an appeal and the case might need to go to another judge. She must, especially in a case that arouses passion and conflict like this one, stand for impartial justice. She may speak words from the bench. This is too much. Yeah, that's what a whole lot of people say. You know? And, but, once again, once again, people always, you know, as as we as humans have a tendency to do, we only hop on one side. We only see what we want to see, when we want to see it, and then we try and put an explanation behind it. But what people fail to realize is she hugged the family first. Yes, she did. She hugged family first. Then she went and hugged the girl. Now, looking at this whole situation, I thought about it. I really feel that if the young man hadn't said, I forgive you, and wanted to, because he, he had to ask her twice, could he go and give her a hug? And she hesitated. The judge actually hesitated. And then when she said, okay, you know, I mean, it's one thing to sit there and watch it on, on you know, on, on the tube or however you watched it or whatever. But I'm sure sitting there in that courtroom during at that specific time, something more was going on, people. You know, something more was going on then. But some weird, our, our eyes and our brains and our hearts are so closed and full of hate, we couldn't even see it. A lot of y'all could not see what was going on in there. Because the only thing you want to see is the hate. The only thing you want to see is, is, is despair. But more was happening during that time. It really was. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I hope 
you know, you go back and reevaluate and really check yourself. I can't say check, you know, you know, go and change the way you feel about it because you're not going to do that. Hopefully you will, but you're not. But I say you should need to check yourself. If, if you know, you got so upset about a hug, about a hug, you know, and yes, I understand, you know, during slavery, and, and yeah, okay, all right. But we're talking about a trial that happened last, I mean, last week, this week, rather. You know, you, you want to bring slavery into it, you go right ahead. I mean, if that's what, what really get floats you and, and keep you living on a daily basis, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. Yeah, don't forget our history. But don't keep living in the past either. And whether you want to admit it or not, them same people right there that you have so much hate for right now, if you were to get in trouble and you needed help, then you call 911. Who you think going to be knocking on your door? And if they should happen to save your life, you'd be so grateful. And you forget all about this. And, and pretty much y'all gonna a lot of you gonna forget about it here within the next couple of days when something else happens. You are. But right now, since everybody feels this way, you can jump it on and you're gonna feel the same way. You're gonna feel the same way. You know, when 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 that young man hugged that, that that young lady, you know, some things moved in that courtroom. And, yes, the judge came down. She hugged the Jean family first, and then she went and hugged the young lady. I'm trying to see what she told her. Um, I'm trying to see what she told her. I had it written down somewhere. I have to find it. But she told us she whispered something in her ear at the same time. Uh, I can't find it right now. You know, that's how it usually works. When you look for something, you won't find it. But. You know, as you said, yeah, in the chat room says, too many people have fallen for the narrative of hate that has been perpetuated, perpetuated, I don't know why I can't talk, over this nation. It's time to self-examination. If we really love our Heavenly Father, love comes from a pure heart. All the judge did was give her hope. What's so wrong with having empathy for human natures, for human, I'm sorry, human beings? Yeah, because we don't. We don't. We have uh, been conditioned and what have you to where we don't have any empathy for each other anymore. We don't. Yeah. And then to finish it off. Oh, man, hold on for a minute. I know I got it. Now, not only did the judge give a hug, the judge gave her a Bible. And, man, you know, and, and, you know, this goes to really show just how petty, petty, uh, we could be as as, as a, a people 
You know, it, it really does because <clears throat> there's an atheist group. The atheists they got upset. They got upset because she gave the woman a Bible. <laughs> it's some Wisconsin-based group objected to Tammy Kemp giving one of her Bibles to Geiger after the former officer was sentenced to 10 years. You know, oh, here it is. The judge told, told Geiger, you just need a tiny mustard seed of faith. Handing the Bible to her before the convicted former officer left the courtroom. You start with this. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? It, it, you know what? It's amazing, though, to actually um, see a judge that actually is not scared to um, show her faith. Yeah, show her faith. F-A-I-T-H, faith. You just need a tiny mustard seed of faith. You start with this. And handed her one of her Bibles. And she said, and she also said, this is one I use at home. So what was wrong with that? You, you, you see where we are as, as a society, as a world? Just because something is done that I don't agree with, oh, yeah, we're going to file, we're we, we going to have a, uh, 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 we're going to file a lawsuit. We're going to give a problem. We're going to just, yeah, call for your removal. The Freedom from Religion, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the atheist group for which, what, the former President Ronald Reagan's son is, is a part of, 61 years old, filed a formal complaint Thursday with the Texas State Commission on Judicial Conduct. Over her giving the young lady a Bible. You know. <laughs> you know, now. Now, let me, let me, let I see, let me show you how hypocritical these, some of these individuals can be. Um, it, it, it's really, really sad. In a separate Twitter message, um, the attorney for the group, Andrew I. L. Seidel, further explained the group's petition. Now, position. We need more compassion in our criminal justice system. All right? We need, now, this is what he said. We need more compassion in our criminal justice system. Isn't that what she was showing? Compassion? Empathy? Right? There was no problem with the hug. They, they see, and that's the crazy part, isn't it? There was no problem with the hug. None whatsoever. There were no there was no problem with the hug. None. But when she gave that Bible, but here compassion crossed the line into coercion. Judges cannot impose their personal religion on others. How is giving someone a Bible imposing your personal belief on anybody? Anyone. How is that? I can walk up to a homeless person on the street and hand him a Bible. Does that mean he's going to use it? Does that mean he's going to read it? Does it mean they're going to read it or use it? 
No, I haven't coerced anyone. Have I? No, I haven't. Now, maybe sometime down the line when you feel a little low and you have nowhere else to turn, you may turn and open that book and, hey, what happens, happens. But that had nothing to do with me. And the same could happen to you. I don't know the lady, whether she religion or religious or not. I mean, the guy, God, and honestly, this is not my concern. But maybe that just little, little, little tiny mustard seed pop out but see but once again I'm going back to if you have as a lot of people say a good heart a pure heart stuff like this man it it gives you a different understanding from what the, the, the worldly narrative is No, and, and, and we we talk about all the time sheeple. You know, we have to stop being sheeple. We do. Now, I'm gonna tell you another bit of uh, 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 of what is this all going on too? Is this was a black woman? See, y'all, y'all get with me here. This was a black woman. Now, we do know our our black women uh, um, have compassion, have empathy. We know this for the most part. It's instilled in them. It is. It's instilled in them. There's nothing wrong with what this woman did. There's nothing wrong with what the judge did. There's nothing wrong with the the eighteen year old brother did nothing, nothing at all. But from the outside world, oh, everything is wrong with it. Well, you know, I'm gonna say it like I always say it, and oh well, get over it. Get over it. You know, if you can't see the pureness of what really happened, then, oh, well, ride out. (laughs) Ride out. You know, and like I said before, you know, Judge Judge Kemp, you know, she hugged the Gene family. Then she walked over and hugged Geiger and gave her a Bible. That's what happened. That is what happened. There was nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But of course, you know, media, what have you, the only thing they want you to see is the judge hugged, hugged, hugged the, the, the prisoner and gave her a Bible. That wasn't the only person that she hugged. I I, I just had to get that out there because it, that, that was important, y'all. That was important. We just, you have to look at it 
differently sometimes. You just can't continue to go and 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 and, and, and go on with the flow of what people want you to think. That's why you have your own brain up there. It's okay. It's okay not to be, you know, roll with, with, with everybody else. It's okay. If you know you're right, stick with it. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. So that's with that. I got one person I guess they want to talk about. So let's bring them in. Let's see what we got here. All right. Uh, who we got? Triple One, welcome to the show. What you got for me? Oh, um, oh. I'm just li- listening right now. Thank you. Okay, Miss Lady, you're just listening right now. Okay, I'll put you back in the queue. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. So, let's go on and uh, do some other things here. Uh, let's talk about. Let's get to this whistleblower thing because this is some. Um, crazy going on here. This is crazy, crazy going on here. Now, last time we spoke, one thing we basically had was um, the whistleblower complaint and a couple other things. Well, since then, we've had some, we've had a document submitted by Rudy Giuliani um, from the supposedly uh, fired prosecutor of Ukrainian and um, stating that he was fired because of Joe Biden. Then we have some text messages that were um, exchanged, that were exchanged uh, back and forth, you know, regarding this thing. <sighs> now, I read, and believe it or not, I've read them all. I, I have said here, and I've read them, I marked them, and, you know, Everything so far is circumstantial. I mean, that's what it is, basically. It's circumstantial. You have the the whistleblower complaint. Um, you know, that's they're very circumstantial because you know it is is borderline. Well, it's not borderline. It's hearsay. It is. It's complete hearsay. All right. Um, then you have. This um, document that is supposed to be done by the actual fire prosecutor, but eh, there's really not a, a, a smoking smoking gun in this either. You know, it's more innuendo. It's more, you know, speaking in code. And unless you get down to the actual individuals that listened to the call and gave the information, then you know, we're we going to keep going back and forth with this. But there's something interesting about all this that I'm going to bring out to you here in a little bit. But let's get to this this document that Giuliani said was the smoking gun that really implicated Biden. Well, heck, we didn't need this. We already know Biden said they withheld funds. He told them they were going to withhold funds to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor. Biden said that. So what? what where was the smoking gun? Okay, and the the Trump administration did the same thing, covertly. But anyway, this is just a piece of it. After my dismissal, Joe Biden made a public statement saying, even bragging that he had me fired. 
This is when it became clear that the real reason for my dismissal was my actions regarding in Burisma and Biden's personal interest in that company, which was demonstrated by the following. A, it was Biden's order and wish that I be removed from office, not Poroshenko's decision. B, the reason was because it was precisely the state officials from the U.S. administration of President Obama and Joe Biden in particular who were telling the heads of the Ukraine law enforcement system how to investigate and whom to investigate, including members of the Yankovic regime team. I was not complying with their will in respect to Zelensky, in particular, who was a minister under Yankovic. So I had to be removed from office. C, it was not Proskogo being patriotic. It was Perasco submitting to the demands of the state officials from the U.S. administration of President Obama for reasons of political economy and the personal interests of the U.S. Vice President Biden, among others. Okay. When I found out about the actual reasons for my dismissal from Biden's statement, I went to the courts and asked for recognition that I had been forced to submit my voluntary resignation. And therefore, that my dismissal be declared unlawful. I was refused to have my case examined on its merits due to the fact that I had supposedly missed the deadlines for applying to the courts. When I had exhausted all domestic legal remedies, I petitioned the ECTHR on the basis that my fundamental rights had been breached and that my dismissal was politically motivated and therefore unlawful. Okay. And, and there's a whole lot more he goes on to talk about, but that was basically, you know, the, the sum of what he was talking about right there. And, excuse me, but as I said before, we already knew this. We, we knew this already. You know, and it's interesting and I, I told you, I look at things just a little bit different here than most people. I found it very interesting that a lot of the stuff that has been said, you know, by the administration, Giuliani, you know, are basically being produced word for word in documents. Now, listen to in documents that supposedly were done before all this came to light. Isn't that interesting? Uh, that that's kind of uh, yeah, exactly. You know, maybe maybe it's just me looking a little bit too hard. But yeah, that's the first document. This is the one Giuliani been on. Um, you know, all of the news shows. You know, drooling and, and spitting about. You know how this is the. You know he has proof. Well, this is the proof. Okay, this is the proof he's talking about. Witness statement of Victor Mikulajovic Shokin. Yeah, this is it. And I am a former general prosecutor of the Republic of Ukraine. I worked in the general prosecutor's office in Ukraine from May 8, 1980 to 3 April 2016. At different times, I was deputy prosecutor of Ukraine on three separate occasions from 2002 to 2003, 2005 to 2007. 
I was general prosecutor of Ukraine from 10 February 2015 to 3 April 2016. I was dismissed from the position of general prosecution in the circumstances that I set out below. Now, that's that's what he says. That's, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that is that. So, as I said before, that is the gist of that. Now, let's take a look at these uh, these so-called tweets and texts that went back and forth between the two um, countries. That is very, very interesting, to say the least. Now, within, when these came out, all of a sudden, you know, you hear there was no quid pro quo, you know, no this for that and so forth and so on. Well, we are aware that under the Obama administration, as per Joe Biden in particular, that is exactly what happened. We know this. Biden said it happened. Biden said he did it. He forced the hand. I mean, what else do you need? What else do you need? He said it. He said it. Okay, so, you know, that's one thing we don't have to worry about, or I don't know why the argument is still there, whether it happened or not, because Joe Biden said he said it. it, it, Yeah, yeah, that's what I said we were going to do. And the guy got fired, so we know that happened. But what about this time? What about this time when funds were mysteriously, why can't I talk today, um, Hell for Ukrainian for Ukraine. Why was it mysterious hell? Let's find out. Now, this this is very interesting in itself because man, there's a whole lot of stuff here that went on in, <laughs> in these texts. And I'm not gonna read every text to you. I'm not I'm just gonna read certain ones to you so you'll get an understanding. Now if you really want to um If you really want to know what, you know, read the whole thing, you can go out there and find it online. It's out there. All right? Okay, let's see. This one was on July 21st. Concerns about Ukraine becoming an instrument in U.S. politics. Y'all heard that, right? Ambassador Taylor flagged President Zelensky's desire for Ukraine not to be used by the Trump administration for its own domestic political purposes. 721-19-145-54 a.m. Bill Taylor. Gordon, one thing Kurt and I talked about yesterday was Sasha Danilik's point that President Zelensky is sensitive about Ukraine being taken seriously not merely as an instrument in Washington domestic re-election politics. All right, about about a minute later, it says, Gordon Sondland, absolutely, but we need to get the conversation started and the relationship built. Irrespective of the pretext, I am worried about the alternative. So, now, if you listen to that, I'm, I'm going to read it to you again, just in case. President Zelensky is sensitive about 
Ukraine being taken seriously, not merely as an instrument in Washington domestic re-election politics. Absolutely, but we need to get the conversation started and the relationship built, irrespective of the pretext. I am worried about the alternative. What was the pretext? Huh? What was the pretext? Y'all know what the pretext was, right? They wanted the investigation done on, on Hunter Biden. That's what that was the pretext. But here's here's the interesting side of it though. If the pres if the Ukrainian president had to actually you know uh say this, then there was some inkling that that may be what it was. It may have been a little, you know, saying, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Now, four days later, the 25th of July, ahead of a planned phone call between Trump and Zelensky, um, the Ambassador Volker advised Andre Yermak, um, good lunch, thanks, heard from White House, assuming President Z convinces Trump he will investigate, get to the bottom of what happened in 2016, we will nail down date for visit to Washington. Good luck. See you tomorrow. So, once again, the wording is interesting, and the phrases are interesting as well. Assuming President D convinces Trump he will investigate, get to the bottom of what happened in 2016. Why did he have to convince Trump of anything? Either you wanted you, you're going to allow him to come to Washington or not. Huh? See, but we continue on. August 9th, 2019. This is with um, state department officials seek Giuliani's guidance on Ukraine statement. All right. Kurt Volker, who was the ambassador, hi, Mr. Mayor, had a great chat with Yermit last night. He was pleased with your phone call. Mentioned Z making a statement. Can we all get on the phone to make sure I advise Z correctly as to what he should be saying? What to make sure, want to make sure we get this done right. Thanks. Does that not sound, sound... Hmm, suspicious? Yeah. This sounds suspicious? Yeah. Then we go to August the 10th. Um, on President Zelensky's aid, Andre Yermak press Ambassador Volker for a date for the White House visit before committing to a statement announcing an investigation explicitly referencing the 2016 election in Burisma. Y'all hear this, right? I'm going to say it again. On August 10th, 2019, President Zelensky's aide, Andre Yermak, press Ambassador Volker for a date for the White House visit before committing to a statement announcing an investigation explicitly referencing the 2016 election and Burisma. Now, that goes back up to... um, the one day before, right? They said, can we get on all on the phone to make sure I advise Z correctly as to what he should be saying? 
want to make sure we get this done right. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the, hey, it's there. It's there. I'm, I'm not reading. I'm reading it like they wrote it. Um, also on the tenth, later on, it says, uh, Andre Yermak, hey, Kirk. He's talking to the ambassador again. Please let me know when you can talk. I think it's possible to make this declaration and mention all these things which we discussed yesterday. But it will be logic to do after we receive a confirmation of date. We inform about date of visit and about our expectations and our guarantees for future visit. Let's discuss it. So once again, the Ukrainians are saying, look, you want us to come out and say, hey, we're going to do this investigation into the 2016 election and the Burisma with Hunter Biden. Biden. But wait, you still ain't told us when we can come to the White House. We want to come visit the White House. And, and you know, basically it's going back like, hey, unless you make the statement, you ain't coming to the White House. Now, at the same time, let's not forget that these funds are still um, on hold. <clears throat> that were placed on hold in May. But anyway, we continue on. <clears throat> um, let's see. Also on the 10th, later on, says, uh, I agree with your approach. Let's iron out statement and use that to get, and then Pre-Z can go forward with it. President Z can go forth with it. Let's iron out statement and use that to get date. Um, Yermak said, okay. Volker said, great. Gordon is available to join as well. Yermak said, excellent. Later on that day, Yermak said, once we have a date, we will call for a press briefing announcing upcoming visit and outlining vision for the reboot of U.S.-Ukraine relationship, including, among other things, Burisma and election meddling in investigations. Kurt Volker. Sounds great. Now he's the he was the ambassador during that time. He said, "Sounds great." <laughs> hey, it's here, y'all. All right. So on the thirteenth, special attention should be paid to the problem of interference. Now they're actually telling these folks what they should be doing in this investigation. All right. Now let let's before I read this next statement, let let me go on and. and, and Say this is the same thing that they have. This administration has been um, saying Biden done, you know, the Obama administration done, which is no no secret. We know this. Anybody who who's watched politics long enough or, or, or watched how this country operate long enough know this is how it's done. This is no secret. <clears throat> you know, this administration has done it, i.e., right here. The Obama administration done it. Biden admitted it. Uh, the Bush administration, Clinton, it's been done. They just give it different names. But it's the same thing. We're going to keep your money unless you do this. Simple. We're not going to do this unless you do that. Quit. Yeah. I mean, really. But anyway, continue on. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Volker, special attention should be paid to the problem of interference in, in the political processes of the United States, especially with the alleged involvement of some Ukrainian politicians. I want to declare that this is unacceptable. 
We intend to initiate and complete a transparent and unbiased investigation of all available facts and episodes, including those in club, in, involving Barisma, excuse me, and the 2016 U.S. elections, which in turn will prevent the reoccurrence of this problem in the future. Uh, let's see, four days later. Yeah, four days later. Um, his said, uh, Gordon Sondland said, do we still want Z, President Z, to give us an unequivocal draft of the 2016 and Burisma? Volker says, that's the clear message so far. Volker then says, I'm hoping we can put something out there that causes him to respond with that. Uh, Sondland said, unless you think otherwise, I will return Andre's call tomorrow and suggest they send us a clean draft. <laughs> so y'all see the finagling going on here on 28, uh, 28 August, Zelensky's aide Yarmak texted Ambassador Volker a news story entitled Trump holds up Ukrainian military aid meant for to confront Russia. All right. <laughs> um, same date on the 29th. Uh, president, Ukrainian president's aide, Yermak, need to talk to you. Okay. Uh, then he sent a, a link to the story. Kurt Volker, the ambassador, said, Hi, Andre. Absolutely. When is good for you? <laughs> All right. August 30th, Ambassador Terry informed. Ambassador Volker that President Trump had canceled his planned visit to Warsaw, Poland, where he was to meet with President Zelensky. Ambassadors Volker and Sondland discussed an alternative plan for Vice President Pence to meet with President Zelensky on September the 1st. On September the 1st, Ambassador Terrell sought clarification of the requirements for a White House visit. All right, y'all hear that, right? Also on the first, Bill Teller said, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigation? Gordon Sondland said, call me. Okay. In other words, no, we can't do this. Call me. We need to talk about this, you know, personally. We can't do this, uh, you know, in text messages. Uh, Bill Teller said, uh, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, he said, call me. He Volker tried. He said, try again. Could not hear. Bill Terry said, Gordon, I just spoke. I can brief you if you and Gordon don't connect. <clears throat> On the 8th, Terrell said, the nightmare is they give the interview and don't get the security assistance. The Russians love it, and I quit. <laughs> Y'all hear that, right? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, man. Well, I think some of it may be. On September the 9th, Ambassador Terrell and Ambassador Sondland had the following exchange regarding the withholding of military assistance to Ukraine. Bill Taylor, the message to Ukrainians and Russians we send with the decision on security issue assistance is key. With the hold, we have already shaken their faith in us. Thus, my nightmare scenario. Bill Taylor, once again, counting on you to be right about this interview, Gordon. Gordon Sutton, Bill, I never said I was right. I said we were, we are 
and believe we have identified the best pathway forward. Let's hope it works. Taylor says, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. (laughs) Gordon Sutherland, Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. Now, see, this is where it got a little little sketchy for me because I'm like, the wording just, the wording just didn't sound right. But anyway, here we go. The president has been crystal clear. No quid pro quo of any kind. Now, nowhere else in this whole document did you hear that term quid pro quo. But all of a sudden, now here it is. Bam, there it is. Now, if you know politicians, they wouldn't say that. You know why they wouldn't say that in communication like that? Because that's too... um. That, that that could be a bombshell in itself, okay? So, why am I bringing that up? Just like these other documents that, that, that have been produced, I believe that a lot of these documents have been doctored. They have been, you know, scanned and certain things taken out. I really do. Because there's no way in heck on a phone call he would say no quid pro quo of any kind. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that. And if you know this president, you know where he probably don't know what quid pro quo means. <laughs> they probably had to brief him on what the definition of it was. I mean, let's be honest. He's not the brightest. He's not the sharpest pencil in, in the box. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the truth. But anyway, we will continue on. Um, the president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised during his campaign. I suggested we stop the back and forth by text. If you still have concerns, I recommend you give Lisa Kenny, Kenna, and S a call to discuss them directly. Thanks. Now, all of a sudden, that's it. We can't text anymore. All right, this was on the 9th of August. All of a sudden, now all this this communication going back and forth through text, but all of a sudden you hear the mention of no quid pro quo of any kind, and the president is trying to evaluate, yeah, whether Ukraine is going to be transparent and, reform, and, you know, and reforms. Yeah. And no, we no longer can do any more texting. If you want to know any more, you got to call us. We got to talk about this over the phone. Once again, people, you know, they're, they're, we're being had. We're being had. We really are. We are being had. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit of something else, something, something, something else here. You know, I, I really thought about, about this, uh, you know, all these documents coming out. And as I said before, it, it's amazing how, one group will throw some documents out there, then all of a sudden here's another set of documents that come out to dispute this, the first set of documents that came out. And all the wording is, is actually matching the talking points of both parties, mainly the Republican Party and the Trump administration. The talking points and the wording in these documents are matching just almost verbatim, which is a, 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 a warning sign in itself.
But here's the catch. Here's the kicker. They are counting on the average Joe American citizen not to sit down and read this stuff. To, to, to count on um, the interpretations of the so-called experts on CNN, Fox News, uh, News Next, uh, whatever, for you to get your own, your own, um, you get your interpretation of, from it. But they're not counting on you to sit down and actually read what was being said and when all of a sudden all the communication just stopped. And really dive in to the wording, the wording, and the the understanding that the other country has, not just what we're being told here in this country. Let's be, as they like to say, let me be clear. Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, is not, is not the straightest man in the world. All right. He is as crooked as the rest of them. That's why he's still around. Because he knows how to twist and turn. It, you know, the president gave, gave a little briefing this morning and was getting ready to go to Walter Reed. And no matter what question was asked, he said the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you know the sad part about it? Fox News went on like he had said something so much major information, and he just repeated the same thing over and over again in his unique style. And the sad part is a lot of people going going to look at because that's the only channel they look at Fox, and they're going to say, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah," just like the CNN lovers. They're the same way. No, just depending on what side of the side of the aisle you're on. And we know those hardcore, hardcore Trump backers are going to support him no matter what. We know this. We also know the the hardcore Democrats, they're going to support, you know, because they don't like him. They don't like him. But, you know, I got something else I want to talk about, too, in relations to this. Because, as I said at the beginning of the show, hey, boo, (laughs) at the beginning of the show, um uh there's a lot that's going on with this that people aren't really counting you know looking at um and that's is this administration is going after the Bidens okay he's going after um hey Hunter Biden which is Joe Biden's son all right over his business dealings overseas now, here's something that's very interesting, and this can open up a can of worms. I don't think nobody really wants to open in the political in the political arena. Then 
bringing children, their children, okay, into any of these investigations, especially why they're in office, not in office, you know, in the Congress or whatever. Because there's some names out there with children in some interesting spots that, you know, right now it's just like, mm, they need to back off of this a little bit. They need to back off of this a little bit. Because not only is the president now, now and I'm, gonna bring, I'm bringing this up for a reason. Not only is the president now wanting Ukraine to look into it, which, you know, I read an article earlier today said the Ukrainians said they're going to look into it now. <laughs> Imagine that. But he wants China to look into Biden as well. Now, <laughs> and this is where it's going to get interesting. Number one, before we even get into Biden, you know, I would hope that his aides would tell him, are you sure you want to do this now? Because Ivanka, see, people have forgotten all about this. Ivanka has a, 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 a trade and, and, and trademarks, at least five of them, that was given to her by China. That's right, by China. So if you really want to go, you sure you want to do this because the same thing you're trying to do to him can be switched around and thrown back at you. Yeah, Biden was the vice president, but you the president. Not to mention that you in the trade war supposedly trying to make a deal with the country of China. Is that, doesn't that look a little shady in itself? You going after somebody else's kid. In other words, what I'm saying is, if it's good for one set of kids, it's good for the next set. Uh, hey, it's just simple. That's the way politics work. Okay, you want to come after mine, I'm coming after yours. Yours got their hands in more stuff than mine do, I can pre- I, I'm sure. You know, they have suits all in the state of New York right now from their business dealings. Do you really want to go there? But I understand. I understand a lot of the the the, 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 the other side, you know, is trying to keep it clean and, you know, professional. But we all know when it gets money time and it's coming up, get closer to 2020 and the election time, it's going to get dirty. It's going to get nasty. But wait, it gets even better, people. You hear me? It gets even better. (laughs) All right. So now, if you listen to the Trump administration, they would have you think that um, Hunter Biden Biden just, you know, just decided, you know, to go ahead and, you know, go and get his money, you know, overseas or what have you once he got thrown out the the military. But, um, you know. It's interesting because the son of the president, former president has spent much of the last decade building overseas investments and business deals, arranging arrangements that could complicate. They, they, you know, these are what they're talking about. That could complicate, compl- ah, that could complicate his father's bid for the presidency by posing an array of potential conflicts of interest. Now, didn't we just go through that? Go through this whole scenario with with, with the Trump kids. Uh, we went through this, right? And supposedly they divested or, you know, moved themselves. But we all know they're still collecting the checks. We know this. You'd be crazy to think they're not or just blind. But anyway, 
Hood, now see, this is why he want him to go into China. He wants to, China to investigate Biden as well. Biden, Hunter Biden's investment company in China, known as Bohar Harvest RST, has pooled money largest from state-owned venture capital to buy or invest in a range of industries in the U.S. and China. He has put firm, mining corporate companies, and technology ventures, such as D.D. Coke Chucking Technology, one of the largest ride-hailing companies in the world of, after Uber. All right. In 2017, Boha Harvest bought into Face FaceTime, part of a $460 million haul in the company's Series C investment round. Boha Harvest website features Face++ in its portfolio and investments. Boha Harvest operates and works with a number of funds to make its very investments a tangled business structure that has brought Hunter Biden into close proximity with influential Chinese government and business figures. All right. Now, y'all understand that, right? So you you see why all of a sudden now, now I'm not going to read this whole article to you, but I'm going to read these names that Hunter Biden, Biden is in business with. <laughs> see, now this is going to get interesting. Okay. The HNA Group has made unusual extensive efforts to cultivate U.S. officials. The company floated an offer to buy out the hedge fund owned by former White House official. Listen to this. Anthony Scaramucci. Y'all remember the Mooch, right? Y'all remember the Mooch? The Mooch was on um, the, the, the administration. He was part of the administration for about a month or so. Y'all remember the Mooch? Yeah. Retained the legal services of Gary Locke the former U.S. ambassador to China, shortly before his confirmation provided financing to a private equity firm backed by Jeb Bush. That's another name, Jeb, Jeb, Jeb Bush. You know, he was the governor of Florida for a while. Remember that? H&L Group notably also escorted Bill Clinton, taunting meetings with the former president at a at philanthropy events hosted by the company. Uh, let's see. The Bank of China, one of the largest banks in the country, has also made overtures in, to U.S. political elites. Shortly after the 2016 presidential election, the company added Angelo Cho, the sister of Transportation Secretary Elaine Cho, and sister-in-law of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, to its board of directors. <laughs> There's a name you know. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to his board of directors. Uh-huh. Now, that's the sister-in-law. Yeah, see? See, like I say, they sure they want to go through all this. Okay, anyway. As a lobbyist from Old Baker, Biden and Bel Air, Washington, D.C. firm, he co-founded along with William Oldicker, a longtime fundraiser legal advisor to Joe Biden. The following year, Hunter Biden, along with former Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines, Kerry Hines' family friend, Devon Archer, and former on-taker partner Erica Schwern, Eric Schwern founded several companies using the name Rosemont Seneca. This is it just keeps getting better. In 2014, the partners began setting up our operations in China, 
Uh, da da Let's see. The RS in Bohan R stands for Rosemont Seneca, and the T stands for Thornton Group. The later group is an international consulting form, consulting form firm based in Massachusetts that was founded by James Bulger, the son of longtime Kerry ally and former Massachusetts State Senate President William Bulger. The company, according to Wall Street Journal, planned to raise $1.5 billion, taking advantage of Shanghai's free enterprise zone to convert yen to dollars to be invested in foreign companies. Business registration founders in China list Hunter Biden, Swin, and James Bond as key officials at Boha Harvest. So, as you see, there's a whole lot of names that are, that, that are involved in businesses overseas. A whole lot of names to include Mitch McConnell. Okay? To include Mitch McConnell. The head man of the Senate. The head man that said if Articles of Impeachment is actually done and presented to the Senate, it won't last long. The man who said that if Democrats win the uh, presidency, everything that comes through is dead on arrival. But once again, out of all these individuals, now see, and this is what I call looking beyond what we're being told. Here's my thing about this. Out of all the individuals running for presidency, the presidency in the Democratic Party, you mean to tell me the only one you can sing out and go after is Joe Biden's son? Not Joe Biden himself, but Joe Biden's son? Huh. Interesting, huh? Why not Camilla Harris? She has a very sketchy record as um state prosecutor in the state of California. Why not go after her? No, try that. That didn't work, huh? But now all this stuff is coming up. We got documents coming out verbatim of basically what the talking points are for one side or the other. You know, there's an old saying. There's two sides to three. You know, there's actually three sides to a story. Right? Their side, their side, and the middle, and the truth. The Republican side, the Democratic side, and the truth. Honestly, do you ever think we as citizens will know what the truth is? No, we will not. We will not. Because it's not. We're not supposed to know the truth. Only thing we're supposed to know is what we're told, what we've shown. Because our attention spans are not that long. They're not. If uh, the election was held tomorrow or tomorrow, yeah, maybe people will remember what, what's going on right now. If it was held next week, Everybody be back in their own little, you know, their little cubbies and, you know, believe in what they believe. The stage show is just beginning, people. The circus is just beginning. And that's all this is, a show. It's a show. Now, 
I'm going to show you just how much of a show this is. Let's not forget, not only did all this great stuff pop up, but all of a sudden, the Jeffrey Epstein thing is in the rearview mirror. Y'all remember him, right? The guy that got arrested, the pedophile that got arrested for having to sleep with all those girls. Y'all remember that, right? That accidentally committed suicide in his jail cell mysteriously. Y'all remember that? That a whole lot of people were associated with to include the president, the prince of Saudi Arabia, and some other important people. Y'all remember that? Of course not. Because your mind has been taken away from it now. Because believe me, if nothing else could have brought it down, that could have brought this whole administration down easily. But as I said before, our, our memories aren't that long. Our attention spans aren't that long. So what happens? We move on to the next thing. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, yeah, he died. And okay, he died. He gone. Charges are dropped. You know, let's not talk ill of the dead. Mm. But see, it's interesting that uh, did you know that Donald Trump um, had a um, a federal lawsuit against him for raping a child, Jane Doe. Yeah, he was accused of raping her in 1994. Oh yeah, and this wasn't this this wasn't some you know that yeah, and it was associated with Jeff Jeff uh, Epstein. See, yeah. Epstein was mentioning. In fact, both of them. You see what I'm telling you? So in order to move away from something that really could do some damage, hey, let's just create another another a big scandal that everybody get caught up in. I told y'all before, it was a reason why Epstein had to go. There was a reason. If he was any kind of way to cut a deal or tell what really was going on at them parties or oh, a whole lot of individuals be going down and that just can't happen right now and screw up everything now there's some of your ladies still that you know they pushing forward their lawsuits against his estate but the prime individual the main individual that needed to be heard from Mm-mm. Unless you go and get a median, <laughs> you won't hear from from who really knows what what went on. But then again, that's why we have things like this. And I thought about that as well. You know, the Democrats they have to be careful right now. They have to be careful right now. And here's why I'm saying they have to be careful, you know. Because sometimes a lot of stuff dropping your your lap isn't always good. 
And what I'm saying is sometimes you have to look at it very, very closely. Because you think you're headed one direction, but you're being led by the nose in a totally different. That's a fact. Because you're so eager to accomplish one thing. We got to get him out of office. We got to ruin. But what if? Now, let's, let's just take a look at this for a moment. What if all of this is just being pushed right on into your lap, nice and easy, to where, oh, my goodness. We got you where we want you now. And then you're talking about impeachment. See, you have to be careful with that as well. Because it, it can backfire. It really could. But the first thing is you have to have the support from your own. Now, if you get your support from your own, that's good. But if there's any dissension anywhere in that, you need to back away from this thing. Because you already know it's not going anywhere in the Senate. That's not happening. Now, the GOP has to do the same thing. You know, if you have those that had the the, the, the moral fortitude of a... Um, 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 what's the man's name? Uh, that ran for pre- the presidency. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He passed away. Now, if you had his 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 cojones and to vote against, you know, vote with the Democrats, then by go for it, go for it, do it. But you have to be careful. You have to be careful. You really do. You know? <sighs> you know? Um, um but yeah, you you have to you have to be careful with this stuff. You have to be careful because if you don't, mm-mm-mm, not good. Not good. So Let's remember all this when we start looking at this and and, and listen to it's okay to listen to other conversations of people. It really is. You know why? Because sometimes you learn some things. Sometimes you learn some some very interesting All right. Let me get my mic back. Okay, there we go. You learn some very interesting things. You really do. That don't mean you have to argue with them. That don't mean you have to argue with them. You don't have to argue with them. But sometimes it's good just to keep your mouth shut and listen. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to do that. But y'all know y'all got me right here, and I'm gonna be. I'm keep my eye on all this good stuff, and I keep you abreast of what's happening. But I don't want y'all to forget about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. In his case, I don't want you to forget about all those other people that's that's doing business overseas. You know, that's our that's in office, or that has been in office. You know, don't forget about the Trumps' children, Ivanka, Donald. What's the other one named? Oh, Jared, Ivanka's husband. 
You think they go on all these trips with him just to be sitting there and be seen? No, they're cutting deals with themselves. They're cutting deals themselves. Let's let's not be naive about that. They're not just riding on them planes just to say, I rode on Air Force One. Okay, let's let's be honest about that. You know, you you got to look beyond what you you're being told and look and see what's really going on. All right, so that's what we, that's all I have for that right now. That that really is. That's all I have for that right now. Um, I'll keep you abreast of anything else coming, up, which I'm sure over the weekend there'll be more. Okay, there'll be more interesting stuff coming up. Nah, I'm sure there will be. But before we get up out of here, let me go on and reiterate what I said earlier about um, uh, the Amber Geiger thing. Okay, a lot of individuals were upset because the judge hugged the girl and gave her a Bible. And a lot of people were upset because the brother said, I forgive you. All right mainly a whole black a bunch of black people you know they called the coon and when we gonna learn and so forth and so on now i'm gonna say it again i said at the beginning of the show and i'm gonna say it now y'all can call me a coon you can call me whatever the heck you want it don't really bother me okay but i had no problem with that i didn't okay as i said before Earlier in the show. And see, I'm saying it. Usually I'm going to say go over a story again. But I'm going to say it right now so everybody who came in late will understand where Mr. Talk stand on this kind of stuff. You individuals out there that have so much hate and distrust in your heart, you would never understand what happened in that courtroom that day when that young man said, I forgive you. You have no clue of what happened. I said on the show, every time I go off the air, forgive with the open heart, but make sure you have forgiven yourself first. And that is what that young man needed to do to actually clear his heart and his conscience of hating that girl. Yeah, she killed this brother. Okay. Yeah, she was wrong. Yeah, she should have got more than 10 years. But for y'all to sit out there and criticize and talk bad about that young man because he said, I forgive you, y'all are wrong. For y'all to sit there and criticize that black female judge for stepping out and for what y'all just don't want to admit, she hugged the the family first, then she hugged the young lady, gave her a Bible, okay, say it, say it, just believe seed of a mustard seed, was that what she said, yeah, and you start here, gave her a Bible and said you start here, you know, more more was going on in that, that, that place then, than y'all want to realize, it wasn't about it wasn't about at that time. It wasn't about the hate. It wasn't about 
um, being a coon. It wasn't about. It was about doing something that eased his heart. It, it, it helped him. It, it wasn't to help her. And that's what I need y'all to think about. It wasn't there to help her. He did it for himself. Because that's what he needed to do. And when the jugs heard her, she said, you just need a tiny mustard seed of faith. You start with this. And she handed her the Bible. A Bible. Now, whether the girl used the Bible, who knows? We don't know. Uh, we, we do know there's a lot of so-called people going to prison and come out and, you know, they, they're, you know, reformed. You know, they, they, they worship whoever they worship. Good for them. Good for them. But at that moment and at that time, it wasn't about hate. It wasn't about religion. It was about forgiveness. It was about hope. It's about hope. And some of you same individuals, see here, here's the crazy part about this whole, you get on the social media and you stand up there and hold your signs up, come out, da-da-da-da-da, but these same individuals that you hate, you'll sit next to in a crowded arena at a fair, football stadium, Something that you like and they like together and you chill with them, give them high fives and everything. But your own kind say, I forgive or, 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 you know, here, start with this. You got an issue with that. Well, I have an issue with you. I'm not scared to tell you. Yes, I do. Because more went on in that courtroom than, than many of you have ever had gone on in your whole entire life because you just don't understand. And until you have that clear heart to where you can say, I forgive and truly mean it, you would never understand what that young man had did. You would never understand the courage it took for him to sit up there and say that. Because you are not ready. So before you go passing judgment on others and how others feel when they say, I forgive, make sure you need to take a self-check of yourself. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I never never forgive. Okay, well, you walk around, you know, with all that hate in your heart. Ruining you, causing you to die early because you just got it all built up. You go right ahead. I really don't know anybody's entity that, you know, real, I mean, I can't say that. I'm going to retract that statement I was about to say. I'm going to retract that statement. But what I'm saying is, before y'all keep continue to criticize that young man, you know, think about what it took for him to sit up there, look at that woman that he knows killed his brother. To say, I forgive you. And then to give her a hug. 
that took a lot. A lot of people, you know, you, you know, and and you know, a lot of people that are, you know, that shows him more being a man than a lot of you will ever be, because that's what it, it, you know, that that really took a lot. Now, I'm not downplaying that her, she should have got more time. I'm not downplaying that. Yeah, she should have got a whole lot more time. I do feel that way. Yeah, she should have got a whole lot more. She should have got two eight plus. But if you look at statistics, that's about the the average time given to an officer who's convicted, ten years, especially a white officer. Yeah, we understand. You know, yeah, that's wrong. And basically, she do three to five, maybe good behavior, and she out. But really, can you blame that on? I mean, who can you blame it on? I mean, the jury, you know, 12, 16 people, seven were black, five were, uh, you know, people of color that weren't black, and four were white. So you can't say, you know, it wasn't a jury. I mean, you can't say, well, it was all white jury because it wasn't. Was it an all coon jury? I'm sure some of y'all saying that. But you don't know because you wasn't in there. You wasn't in the courtroom. You know, did the defense, put the, you know, do what enough? Who knows? Did the prosecutors do enough? Who knows? But what we do know is she was sentenced to 10 years. She got to go to federal prison. We do know that. Of course, we know it'll probably be an appeal, so we'll see. But what we do know is that young man sat up there in that courtroom with cameras on him. Said, I forgive you. One of the most powerful statements that you will ever probably hear in your life. But your mind is so filled with hate and, and, and clouded with distrust, you missed it. You missed it. Think about that. All right. We're going to roll up out of here, man, because ah, it's Friday. Y'all know what I got to do. <laughs> oh, but um, just remember, man, love y'all. Enjoy having you. Um, I'll try and be back Monday, you know. Hey, I'm going to tell y'all, man, look, sometimes I'm here on Monday, sometimes I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why. If if nothing is really kicked off and we gonna, and nothing, we talk about the same old stuff, you know, that's that becomes monotonous. So sometimes I'll be here, sometimes I don't. And, um, you just have to keep checking. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But I'll let you know, okay? But just remember, um, we will be here. And we will be bringing you, you know, up-to-date stuff. And, you know, we'll give you time to talk. You know, maybe maybe we come Monday and do an open mic, give you a chance to get some things off your chest, you know, because I know I haven't opened the lines up a lot lately. So maybe we'll do that. That that may be something, you know, you may like. All right, so that's going to do it for us. I mean, I want to once again say thank you, everybody who came by and hung out with me. I do appreciate it. As I always say, you know, 
you you make my show what it is, and I do appreciate it. All right, so um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just groovy, baby. All right, so we're going to roll on up out of here. Um, yeah, what are we going to go out of here with today? It's Friday, and Friday, a lot of y'all getting close to that time to get off. I got you. An oldie but goodie, but it always make you move. Here's Cheryl Lynn, man. Got to be real. Talk to y'all next time. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.